This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today on the podcast, I sat down and chatted with Dr. Patrick Flynn. Dr. Flynn is a few different things. He's the founder of the Wellness Way, a health restoration company in Green Bay, and they've got facilities all over the country, uh, now internationally as well. Uh, But they describe themselves as cutting edge diagnostics and individual care. So they're very intentional with a, we don't guess, we test approach to health and wellness and medicine and and health in general, right? Uh, But he's written a few different books. He's an author, a few of them, I disagree, The Hormone Connection. Uh, Some people would call him the hormone whisperer. So he helps out a lot of people with a lot of different things. And his doctors that work underneath him and his teams that work underneath him are helping a lot of people with, again, very intentional approach to testing and specific individualized care to overcome whatever problems and and really just a health restoration type mindset. Um, So it was interesting to hear some of his backstory, how he got to this point, what his background is in and how that led him to, again, founding this, uh, what again would be a, a movement of healthcare and a different way of looking at, at health and wellness. So I really appreciated this one. It was fun to sit down with him and chat with him. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Patrick, thanks for bringing me down, I should say, yes. right? Thanks for bringing me down to put this together and yep. just have a chat with you. Yep. Uh, and a lot of times I get stuck in the weeds. We were talking about psychological, the background of you, whatever it might be. But before mm-hmm. I do that and ask you a lot of questions about yeah. your early life, stuff like that, can you give me a, a high arching picture of what the wellness is, way is and what the wellness way approach is? Yeah. Well, as actually it started, and we'll get into it based on a story, but really a need. Um, you know, today there's more chronic illness ever in history, more diabetes, more heart disease, more infertility, more chronic illness. And if you look at, even when I started practice 24 years ago, um, the levels were high, but they dramatically higher every year. And we have a huge healthcare system. Actually, the United States spends so much money on healthcare and uh, people really want results. Well, they're not gonna get it with our current level of thinking, current level of healthcare. So I started an approach that allowed people to address almost every chronic issue and uh, um, see that either come to fruition, change, and uh, massively uh, get better. And uh, now we started out with one office here 24 years ago, and now we have offices all over the world. Mm-hmm, for sure. And it didn't come overnight, right? No. <laughs> it started a long, long time yep. ago. I'm, I'm, I'm reading your book right now, mm-hmm. which uh, Carla Rossio, yep. an affiliate of yours, had given to me called I Disagree, yep. right? Uh, and part halfway through that right now and enjoying that, but you, you get into some of your backstory yep. there, but I like to hear about you and your past and some of the things that got you to this point because I guess let's dive into some yeah. of the trajectory, that side of things. You went to school to be a chiropractor, yep. is that right? Yep. But you mentioned in your book that at a younger age, your school teachers, whatever yep. else, would have never predicted you to be a doctor, to be a chiropractor. Be a success, yeah. What was that progression like? Where did you go from, hey, I'm not going to be a success, I'm not yeah. going to be a doctor, to even pursuing that path, or what did that look like? Yeah, well, the, 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 that was their words, you know, okay. Sam, because if you look at what they, how they classify kids and everything, well, I was diagnosed as a juvenile delinquent when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and, I, and I look back and I can understand their perception because 
Uh, when it happened, it was it was very hard for me to sit, listen, learn, behavioral issues, all of that. And but internally, I didn't know as a kid that I felt like my skin was always crawling. Mm-hmm. And so what that did, it was like going. Uh, and, and remember, nobody had any answers. Um, they just diagnosed me as a juvenile delinquent, a troubled kid, and things like that. Um, it was very hard for me to learn. So my grades were obviously pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's really interesting. Uh, I actually took that and realized uh, as a younger, a little older age when I was a teenager that there was some health issue going on. And because our current system that still exists today, that even exists back then, they didn't really understand much about that way. So I started to recognize some things about myself and that kind of got me into health. But mm-hmm. the one thing is this, I realized at a young age that guess what? They're clueless. Sure. They really are. And now it sounds a little brutal, but we'll get into more explanation later. But because once again, there was no way that they're gonna use a medication or use some surgery that was gonna change the state of my brain. And uh, so that led me on the journey going, well, what if I tried to look at these things? And that led me to start researching stuff. And that's why um, people say, well, why don't you come an MD? Why don't you come uh, a surgeon? Because those are the doctors that even today still have massive failure with their patients because the tools and technology may have advanced, but the, the, the thinking and the mindset of how to take care of a patient hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Now they just, um, back then they didn't have medications, so they developed medications to, to drug kids like us, but then that doesn't help anything. Um, they've advanced surgeries to rip out something that's already bad, but you had to get bad to get there. Right. And so I said, I'm gonna go into the nutrition field, the immunology field, the anatomy field, and then it led me to actually finding a chiropractor, which actually was just another piece of the puzzle that made clinical sense to me. And then I took everything I learned and put it together and developed what I did now. Okay. And uh, and I'm and I know it's really funny. I'm gonna start off the podcast this way. I'm happy I'm not a quote as people call me real doctor because real doctors I believe are the number one cause of why we're so sick today. Yeah. So so it just became a it became an evolution of it's going failure 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 failure. Well, and that's why I always let people say, well, doc, you know, I went to my doc and he told me this, and I went and got a second opinion. I said, well, you got a second opinion, which the first is only opinion in the first place. It's not a fact. And so, but you went to the same opinion of the same kind of doctor that thinks the same way. Yeah, right. So you need, to, you need to go in a totally different way of thinking. So that's all I did. I just started to think differently. And I said, I disagree with all what the doctors say. Uh, but, you know, being a teenager or being a, you know, young 20s kid or become a, become a doc, um, they're not, they're going to believe you so much. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know something, I'm going to prove it. Sure. And I said, and I said, because you know what happens? you can't argue with clinical results, you know? So, and, and, and I just happened to stumble upon my own clinical thing, which led me to get, get success with kids. But then when I started to really figure out some hormonal things, it allowed me to actually uh, move into that realm that uh, helped women massive fertility. And I can honestly tell you that I have thousands, but not only probably hundreds of thousands of patients around all the wellness ways that way that have had zero success because of thinking what the medical field gave them to us with massive success, which is just, they're holding the baby now. Right. And um, now once again, it relates to all chronic illness and all problems that way. But uh, it was just, remember, the only thing that really is different between what I do and what any other doc do is just how we approach it, what we think about, what the perspective is. For sure, mm-hmm. right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you said that, and we were thinking about you as a child, right? Yep. And, and you said that that would have been their words, not necessarily yep. your words. Yep. Did you feel differently based upon what they were telling you? Like they were saying, hey, troubled kid, juvenile, delinquent, whatever else. Did, yeah. Did you feel that I still you remember, had a lot of greatness within you? I still remember sitting there with the counselor and the, the counselor telling my parents that if he doesn't get help, Lily said he'll probably be in prison someday and things <laughs> like that. And, and I actually, it's really funny because um, everybody's trying to protect their kids from stuff. And I can honestly tell you, some kids will crumble, some kids will become strong. They really will. I just happen to be like, all right, you buggers, I'm, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Right. And stuff of like that. And it's like, uh, um, it doesn't mean just because I said I'm gonna prove them wrong, 
that it was easy for me to learn that my skin didn't stop crawling, that my brain wasn't going 100 miles an hour. It's just that it gave me a, a little bit of a push going, and that's why even like today, I still have, a, I still have that chip on my shoulder. I'm 48 years old now, and um, people went from telling me in my early 20s, I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't happen as much uh, for people that, and actually, the people that told me I couldn't do it wasn't the outside, man. It was people that were on the inside. Yeah. From family members, different things, and I'm going, no, I'll prove you wrong. Right. And now what happens is now that we're doing on a bigger international scale and things like that, um, and, and affecting a ton of clinics all over, uh, now it's more of the pushback is what we went through last three years sure. because we really need the real doctors help us get through the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, how'd that work out for us? Right. Do you say? And so right. that was just, uh, um, so having as a, as a, so I still have that same chip on my shoulder I did when the counselor said, uh, um, uh, you know, that if he doesn't get help, he'll be in jail. Right. And their idea of help was counseling and things like that. But you know what some of this, when your skin's crawling, um, there's no counselor that can even understand how you feel or it's not a behavioral issue. There are some things that, and this is where I, I, I fought like crazy in my first part of my practices and stuff of like that, was really realizing I don't like when they label kids. Yeah. Because that can stick with you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and stick with you sometimes, very, you can take it to a positive realm, but a lot of kids don't take it to a positive realm like I did. They can take it to a negative realm and go down the bad path. For sure. Mm-hmm. Do you try to, the don't label kids, do you apply that to adults as well? Do you try to not even anybody. stick a diagnosis on somebody? It's anybody. It's a- well, and if you ever know this, we know this of people today. People will grab onto their illness and they'll identify with it. Right. And they'll be a part of them. And they don't want to let go with it because it's part of their identity. Yeah. And I'm like going, it's just a fluctuated state of your body right now and that can change. Right. You see, I'm, it's like I always tell people, it's like, um, um, don't get so attached to what you do because as it changes, you know, I tell people, people say, well, Doc, you get a lot of criticism. Why doesn't it bother you? Because I don't identify what I do with who I am. Sure. And stuff. And I always, I always use the example if I'm speaking to a woman just in general, I'll say, um, Who are you? And they'll say, Well, I'm a mother. I said, No, that's not who you are. It's what you do. Right. Because if you do it differently than another woman, she's going to criticize you and you're going to take offense. Hmm. And so I'm like, So I said, Do you really know who you are? So we really did. It really caused me to dig and figure out who I was. And so going forward, it's easy to not care about people's criticism because they're just criticizing based on their own insecurities, not based on you. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and we'll jump around. We can do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I, I, I like to get. I, I'll jump around from the beginning to the yep. end to the middle, and, and to me, by the end of it, usually I come up with some kind of a, a, a thought process in my head. I'm yep. like, this all makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because of your childhood and the yep. things that you've been through, and, the, and that's why you do things. Again, we talked about the forks in the road, and, yep. and you know, this way, that way, right? Whatever else, but. Uh, we, we can get as personal yep. or non-personal as you like, but the skin crawling, yep. uh, what do you, can you describe that or what do you mean? And, and we don't need to well, go in depth. I or, still, I actually, it's not a joke. I still suffer a little bit with that today. Like, um, I'll give you a perfect example. So imagine somebody just touching your skin and rubbing it. Mm-hmm. At first that touch may feel good, but right. keep on doing it for hours. Yeah. And see, that's what it feels like. Right. It's very irritable. So therefore it puts you into a fight or flight state. Sure. That means you become mentally more ability to snap, short-sighted, angry, things like that. Sure. And it's like, in a, in a simple analogy, give somebody is throw a pebble in your shoe. Yeah. And just walk around all day. You know what I'm saying? You're not a bad individual. You're, you, you, things could even be good around you, but you have an irritant inside your shoe that's just getting away. So it's not going to make you have a heart attack right away, mm-hmm. but what it does, it creates irritation, puts your body in fight or flight. Sure. So then how you just even perceive the world and what you do with it and how you respond to it is very different. That's why I abuse kids if people are in fight or flight all the time. They, I, I watch a kid snap, I'm like going, ooh, Either he has something mostly or something physically going on with them. And a lot of times these kids have physical problems mm-hmm. that turn into mental problems, and that was me. And then you start removing those physical problems, then guess what happens? Then those mental problems start to go away. And that's what clinically happened to me. Sure. And that was my that was my fork and roll, my inspiration to go, I'm going this direction. And I remember telling my mom when I was a teenager about it. And she said to me one time, she goes, You know, if you're right, 
because I was telling them how the medical field's all messed up, things like that. She goes, I'm scared for your life in the future. <laughs> she said to me as a teacher. Right. We were driving across, actually, Tower Drive Bridge. I burned in my head. It really burned in my head because she was like, because if you're right, you're going to go against the grain your whole life. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's what I've done for almost 30 years now. Yeah. So. How did you know that at that young age that the doctors in the medical field all had it wrong just because you were misunderstood? Well, no, think of it this way. Let's do this. Statistically, as um, heart disease is still normal killer, right. do more people die of heart disease over the last 20 years or less? More, right. What about cancer? More. Yeah. What about diabetes? More. What about weight? What about infertility? You see, I'm sorry. Yeah. If I always tell people the medical field is very similar to the weather guy. Yeah. They're wrong most of the time. You see him? But what mm-hmm. they do is this. They equate some things they've gotten right to like they know everything. Mm-hmm. And that's why if a bug comes along, then they think that they're the expert in it. Right. And I can honestly tell you that the, a doctor is only good for one thing. And that's why I've created analogies. And that's why I love analogies and it can be a communicable part of people that way. I say, listen, think of medicine like the fire department. House is on fire. They have axes and hoses. Put the fire out. But guess what happens? Even if they save your house from burning down, you still have a bad burnt up house. Right. And guess what happens? And you didn't use their axes and hoses. They destroyed half your house in the process of trying to save it. Yeah. That's drugs and surgery right there. Right. Fantastic. Love it. Okay. Someone breaks their arm, comes out of thing. God bless. Okay. But you know what some of this is if you look at any chronic illness that way, they're always trying to use axes and hoses to manage it. And that's why we are so on so many drugs and so many surgeries and so dominated that way. But you know something of this? Being a carpenter doctor, and that's what I do. And I said, listen, you need to now take care of house. Most fires are preventable. And on top of it, what happens is if you do survive the fire that they even saved you on, you need to rebuild and make that thing normal. Otherwise, you're just back to it and have this rotten house mm-hmm. and that's why we we've we've equated their win to save your grandpa's life from a heart attack but you know something is this and this is where it'll seem offensive but if your grandpa would do the right things and actually take care of his heart he wouldn't have had to need them in the first place right and right. but see we don't want to do that especially in today's world we don't want to look at a person and say get your fat ass off the couch yeah you see and especially in the Midwest. Right. You know, it's like, sorry, don't sit there and eat all the, and drink all the beer and cheese and all that. It's Wisconsin. So, you know, and uh, you can't offend anybody now and say, you know, you're fat, get your butt going. Yeah. And because we know that obesity contributes to all those diseases like crazy. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, the, the amazing part to me is, again, at a young age or whatever it might be, yep. I'm just picturing myself in school taking yep. different classes and yep. I'm questioning a, a professor or yep. a teacher saying, hey, why? Like, something doesn't make sense here. Something doesn't make sense yep. here. And you're asking why, 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 mm-hmm. why you get to that nth degree. And eventually there's a, there's a kind of a moment where you can be like, hey, I still don't believe you, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to accept it as fact because yep. you must know what you're talking about. Or, you know what, that's not right. And let's right. attack that. that yep. To me, that's the difference maker. And I think it's a 1% type person who's yep. going to say, I don't believe you and I'm going to show you why I don't and yeah. I'm going to do something with it, right? Well, by nature, boys are rebellious. Sure. They're supposed to be. That's why they question everything. You know what I'm saying? And that's why schools are actually meant for girls, not boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They love compliant, little sit, be agreeable, things like that. That's not a boy. That's really not. That's why you ever make any things that have changed the world. Sorry, it's been men. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Because by nature, I was sitting there going, I disagree. That's why the book's called I Disagree. Right. And I wasn't compliant. I didn't listen. I didn't follow the, the school stuff. And that's why I even say today, schools are really no different ever. And our education system is horrible because they just want you to comply and, and they don't want you to question. Yeah. Yet I kind of laugh about this. And I'll give you the example. Is, and this is, you know, I think there's a time in life when you finally realize your parents don't know everything. Okay, and when you finally realize that your doctors, that your the people that say they're experts really know very little, um, come to realization and say, no, listen, I can get information and opinion, and I can even follow if I want to that way. But you're gonna find out that most people are wrong on a lot of things. And top of it, knowing the human body, here's one thing that why I bring this up. 
So we, over the last three years, went through devastation and destroyed people's lives. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, Doc, if I go back to your videos, you predict all this. Well, of course. I predicted all that because I understand human body, I understand the way they look at it, I understand the medical field, what they want to do. We understand the corruption and stuff that happens that way. But I always tell people, when people say things like things are safe and effective, well, that's kind of a lie because you know some of this? I will never even tell everything I do is safe and effective. Mm -hmm. Now people say, well, Doc, you're not selling yourself too well. Don't have to because I'm just gonna tell them the truth. And for example, like I love the immune system. It's always been a big part of my practice. And if we look at just an immune cell that we all heard about, it's called the antibody. There's actually five of them that we know of. And see, I say know of because we still discover new things all the time, sure. but there's called, they're called the gamed, IgG, I-M-E-N-D. You know what's really funny? If you ask the best expert in the world what IgD does, you know what they're gonna tell you? Hmm. We don't know. Hmm. We don't know. Right. Do you understand that this, if you look at every anatomy book, you take your finger and bend it, and the muscles shorten, and they say the filaments become, they overlap and they come, slow, they come shorter. It's called the sliding filament theory. Okay. You said that most anatomy books are actually theories. So here's my point to bring that up. We still don't know a lot. Right. And so when people come across with such conviction and such things, especially with the human body, I'm going, be careful. Because you know why? There's things we don't know, we discover all the time, and so therefore, you're actually misleading people. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that a lot over the last three years. So that's why I tell people, you should always be questioning things. You should always be going, you know, even I say, Dr. Flynn, what this? And I'll, and I'll give you my best opinion. Because do you understand that what everybody gives you, no matter what field it is, it's still opinion. For sure. But let's give like a medical field. If, if you go to a doctor and have cancer, and they give you a diagnosis and say, here's what I want you to do. And people say, well, I'm gonna go for a second opinion. Well, what do you think the first thing was? I don't know. An opinion. Yeah, right. No, the doctor gave me fact. No, he didn't give you an opinion. And that's why you can go to five different doctors, even the cancer realm, and they can give you five different opinions. Sure. See, so that's what I tell people. So, and, I, and I tell people, I'm going to give you an opinion. If it makes sense, and, and you walk that course, then guess what? Great. If you don't, because some people's thinking they're so ingrained, they're so cultish, they're so culturist that way. And, um, and we, are, we are born into the medical cult. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You're saying it's, it's, a, it's a country club that, uh, that people are, want to be a part of that way. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, yet yeah, we keep getting sicker and sicker and sicker. We spend more money. Like I said, it's kind of funny. Medical profession and the weathermen are the only people that can consistently wrong all the time. People still listen to them. Right, right. So, yeah. So it's been just a little different way of thinking. Yeah. No, you're talking about that, right? Is it's all an opinion at any moment. Yeah. It's, you're always learning new things, right? That's yep. one of my frustrations in all of my science classes, yep. whatever else yep. in high school. We, the first chapter would be, hey, here's what we used to think 1,000 years ago. Yep. Here's what we used to think 800 years ago. Here's what we used to think 400 years yep. ago. And here's what we now know, Yeah. right? So, okay, where's the disconnect there, yep. right? But yeah, for sure. Well, it's, so, even, it's even like even how they teach in schools today and things like that. Um, if you, like right now, especially with the political division that way, um, if you believe in creationism compared to Big Bang, they act like you're unscientific. I'm right. like, the Big Bang is called a theory for a reason. And if you ever talk to somebody about Big Bang, they have to actually have, they have to have, still have on faith that they understand where the Big Bang came from. Sure. And see, but they teach it as fact. And right. they try to drive it down and, and stuff. And so that's what I tell people. I tell people, there's, there, um, you know, I live by my major rule. Uh, and this is just me. And I still have to even take faith to even believe this. I say, there's a God and I'm not him. The rest is debatable. Mm -hmm. Everything else is debatable. Sure. <laughs> so it's a good, it, it keeps you out of trouble. It keeps you to always be a learner. It keeps you to, to, to listen to other people's opinions and just choose what you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it makes life a lot. And, and that's why when, um, when somebody gave me an opinion about me as a child, said I was going to be a juvenile, I'm like, it's just an opinion. Yeah. And maybe from his experience, he's seen that happen a hundred times. Mm -hmm. I just happen to be the one that wasn't. Sure. Sure. 
This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Breakwater Federal Credit Union in Houghton, Michigan. Banking with a credit union is ideal because there are less service fees and lower loan interest rates than a regular bank. Plus, they are local and staffed by our family and friends. New members can use the coupon code OBSESSED when they come to open an account and receive $50 in their account. This coupon code expires March 31st, 2023. If you're looking for a financial institution that puts you and your financial health first, be sure to check out Breakwater Federal Credit Union. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. And again, that says something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you can fight against it. But yep. I'm, I'm, again, you have this philosophy of saying, yep. hey, I disagree. I want to question yep. this. I want to know the root cause yep. of whatever it might be, right? Yep. Uh, was that there through like your, again, your later high school years into your college and through your chiropractor programs? Yep. Or was this, was these things that really came on later? Or what was well, that? What happened is, so I started to study health. Okay. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound interesting. Where I probably learned probably my major thinking actually came from the chiropractic profession. Okay. Because how even chiropractors are perceived today wasn't how we were 100 years ago. Okay. Um, I'm more of the chiropractor of 100 years ago. Sure. It's just that we have technology and things like that. They do help us with labs and different things that uh, the thing. But it's really a thinking. Um, and I think one of the greatest thinkings that, that resonates and allows me to figure out health problems where everybody has failed dramatically is just a simple concept and we're the, only, we're the only profession that thinks this way because if you look at even how medicine portrays itself when it comes to the human body and, and um, how they even portray it to the public that way, they act like we're a broken down machine. And I can tell you one thing, and this is why we get the clinical success that we, that we do. And that's why I'm, I'm, I think that's why because I understand this concept, um, if you look at it from this standpoint, how you approach it in anything way, you're gonna win. And if you understand that this, that the body doesn't make mistakes, mm-hmm. it doesn't. You see, I'm, and any change that the body goes through is there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think I figured out the reason. And so then I can work backwards in order to do it. And let me give you a, let me give you a, a very simple, stupid example, but it'll make my point in almost every condition in the world. If um, obviously, you know, it's what, 20 degrees out right now. Right. So let's say that we jump down to our boxers and actually walk outside, you know. Now, any sane human being will tell you that if you stay out there for hours, that's a very dumb choice. Okay, it's a very dumb choice. Now, yeah, our body can handle it. Even the cold could probably do us a little good for about 15 minutes. But the idea is if we stay out there for hours, three, four hours, five hours, just even by nature, we walk out the door, our blood is gonna pull, pull towards our core. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say a simple question. Was that a dumb or smart choice of your body? Smart, right? Why? Save your limbs. That's right. No, actually, you could lose your limbs. It saves your oh, core. Oh, sure, right, yeah, right. It says, hey, the vital organs for you to survive and go on every day are in your core. So guess what, fingers and toes, sorry, even if you, I lose you, I'm still going to survive. Do you see, Sam? Mm-hmm. And that was a very smart choice by your body, even if you lost your fingers and toes. 
See, so everything that your body does is to actually to survive, procreate, and live as long as possible. Yeah. And it will even do everything to adapt. And if I couldn't adapt to that cold instantaneously, I died. Mm-hmm. But see, so our body's always trying to survive the stressful choices in the stressful environment that we live in. Sure. And knowing that, if I actually, and here, I'll give you a little bit more extreme example. If we were to get in a physical brawl right now, my, our bodies would go into fight or flight. Our cholesterol will go up, mm-hmm. our sugar levels will go up, our cortisol levels will go up, our testosterone will go up. Well, if I was the current healthcare system, I pulled your blood right there. And I saw your cholesterol elevated because you need cholesterol to actually not only fight off the defender, actually wound heal, but also for testosterone, cortisol, all like that. And I pulled your blood and your, your cholesterol was at 300. What would the current medical system say about you? Yeah, we need to medicate you. Yeah, we need yeah. to bring your cholesterol down. No, 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 no. See, the thinking's wrong. Cholesterol goes up. My first thought process is your body is under some stress. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing at a young age, I said, you know something? My brain is in that fight or flight. And I'm in that constant, no joke, you rub my skin, I'm irritated and angry quickly. Yeah. So I understand what, they, what the perception was, what they, what they saw of me. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know what I was feeling. And then I started to find those stressors. And it happened to be foods. Hmm. And then as I took those stressors away, my, just like this, if somebody separated us or we came back inside and put our clothes on, our body's genetically programmed to go back to what? To normal. Wait, wait, wait. But see, medicine and all these things are trying to tell you that it's your grandpa's, it's your dad, it's your fault, instead of saying, you're the dumbass. Right. You are stressing out your body. It's going to do, remember, you don't have to think about your heart pumping. You don't have, you're genetically programmed for a normal function, regardless if you even try to stop it. Right. So your body's going to always try to adapt and survive those things. And I started to go, huh, what if I could use labs to see how the body's stressing out? What if I could actually figure the things that are going on to actually see what's going on from the, and I started to dig for the stressors. And, and this is where the chiropractic profession has really taught me to look at those things. And so chiropractors today, once again, look like no more than glorified a physiotherapist or a pain doctor that way, but don't realize it was their thinking that really was the rival to the thinking back then, hmm. but money and business and everything, and that's where I will never bow to, has actually changed them to be accepted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, it's my own personal opinion. Like I said, go back to God. I just believe God put me on this earth to, to ruffle feathers a little bit. Right, right. And, and for the betterment of his people. Because, you know, when a woman comes to you and says, all the experts, all my doctors said I can't have babies. I'm like, I disagree. Yeah. Come on. And then I proved them wrong because I got clinical results. And so as I started out with $500 in a little small office and now to have an international brand and growing every single month, um, in regards to people, believe it or not, I'll just keep proving it. Right. Right. You talk about that, right? And we were talking earlier before about forks in the road and tough mm-hmm. choices. And, and, and you talk about ruffling feathers, right? Yep. And that, to me, that's some of the forks is like, yep. you make this choice, you know you're going to ruffle some feathers. You are. Can you talk about some of those moments? Or, sure. Or were, they, were they easy to ch- choose? Or did you, did you um, lose sleep over, hey, what should I do here when I know this is going to disrupt? It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to surprise to me guys here because I always try to be vulnerable and I always try to be... Uh, 100% honest, even though I'm not always 100% honest, I'm going to expound upon that, Okay, is just by nature, everybody wants to get along with everybody. Yeah. Nobody wants to provoke, individualize, um, make people feel bad. And even in my part of, first part of my career, I try to be very gentle about things. Mm-hmm. And because you know why, but you know something, all that really does, and this is why I say I wasn't honest, 
this, that's, by doing that, you're just becoming a, a liar. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I mean? You've been in a situation, you're married, okay? Right. Uh, I'm married, we're all, you know, uh, Travis eventually be married, okay? <laughs> here's the, okay, but here's what happens. I will beg a Travis, or I'll beg of any individual as a man, um, that sometimes your wife will make you upset. And because you love her, or because you know things this way, what you'll do is you won't really tell her the truth, you'll say it so emotionally she's not hurt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people got hurt. Because people only really grow and grow and change when what? When they're inspired? No. Right. Most, most things you ever look at where people have really grown, it's because they've went through pain. For sure. So what I did in my early part of my career, I started to be like, um, the doctors would say really bad things to the people, the vice versa, and all things like that. And I tried to, you know, just nicely reason with them. Or, but, you, but here's what happens this. You're not doing anybody good by just not telling the direct truth. Right. And so there was times in my life where I had to go, okay, listen, I may lose this relationship just by telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. And that happened a lot. Right. Because once you tell people the truth, what they do with it and how they emotionally react to it is not up to you. So what I did is I started to go, I'm done not telling people the full truth. Mm-hmm. To the point where it makes people very upset to where you get death threats. Yeah. FBI show up at my house, um, things like that. And it's like, by just telling people, say, listen, especially over the last three years, is no, they're lying to you. Right. They're in... And that's what people say, well, Doc, you were right all the time. No, it just by nature, I saw how they wanted to manipulate the immune system and it would never work. Mm-hmm. Like, I can honestly say this. Um, um, so I'm going to ruffle some feathers right now for most of your listeners. Um, the most detrimental thing to human health are vaccines, all of them. Sure. So if you gave your child a vaccine, you set them up for health, you set them up for disease and problems. And so therefore, I just ruffled everybody's feathers that gave their parent, gave their child things because they're like, now you're talking about a bad parent. I didn't say you were a bad parent. I said you were ignorant. Mm-hmm. You trusted somebody that you called an expert or it's my doctor. And you're going to find out the doctor. Do you know what's really funny? Do you know if your doctor has been in practice for over 10 years that everything, medication and things he has learned about, guess what happens? Came from a pharmaceutical drug rep, not from a schooling. Sure. So, and usually it's a blonde bimbo that comes in with fake boobs and tries to actually sell them on something, which is true. That's actually not like it's not a true thing. Right. And going to sell them so they can get their commission. Yeah. That's why they don't send an overweight fat guy right. to sell the doctor. So it's long. And like I said, that's the world that they live in. Yeah. So I tell people, so right there, I just told people the truth and it's still going to frustrate some of your audience, mm-hmm. but I have to not care. So right. everybody in the fork in the road, because I mean, and I'm going to say this to the audience and this applies to healthcare in all areas of life. If you don't directly tell somebody the truth, you're the one that's lying. Yeah. And because you know why? Because you're worried about somebody else's emotional response. So when I look and go, get your fat ass off the couch and get going, and it's not in, in here, it's not my fault that you need diabetes medication and stuff like that, get your butt going, mm-hmm. and now you want me to pay for it? Right. See, that's why I'll always be against universal health care. Because why, why wouldn't I support somebody else's laziness? Yeah. Now, sure. if they want to do it themselves, now I'm the person that says this though. As a doc, if they say no, it's their life, they can live it that way but they can't complain. No one should give them sympathy. And if they die of a heart attack, why are you sad? They chose to take those years off their life. Yeah. Right. Well, they didn't have a choice. Yes, they did. Healthcare, once again, what you do to your body, if we stay outside and we lose our fingers and toes, and do you think somebody should feel sorry for us? Right. No, get your clothes back on, jump in and stay there where the temperature's warm. <laughs> and, I know it's, and I know it really frustrates people and gets them riled up when I talk like that, but I'm like going, I mean, sincerely, yeah. I, I got interviewed for a fertility movie with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Okay, okay. and their whole, and Andrew Wakeford and all these people. And um, obviously, I was obviously, the, like in the viewpoint, the most um, discredited because of my education compared to all the experts and medical people. I'm like, guys, listen, all those people, let me ask you a question. If they're so smart, how are we doing? Mm-hmm. That's what I say, how are we doing? 
It's like, that'd be like going to a, a 300 pound trainer telling you how to get fit. Right, right. That's healthcare. You, you have 300 pound smoking doctors telling you how to be healthy. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. So the forks in the road always come down to making choices in drunk. I wish I would have learned that at a young age. And I tell all young entrepreneurs, I tell all young men getting married and things like that, or even women, just anybody, just direct, tell people the truth because they, you get to share your opinion. If they decide to listen or not, it's their emotional response is not up to you. For sure, mm -hmm. for sure. One of the, and, I, and actually I want to ask you a few questions about him potentially, mm -hmm. is one of the people that I really appreciate is Jordan Peterson. Yep. Are you familiar with him? As oh yeah. Have you read any of his books? Um, I haven't read his books because I'm not a reader. You're going to find that funny. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I watch probably every one of his videos that way. He's done a great job. Yeah. Uh, just read recently his 12 Rules for mm -hmm. Life. One of his rules is tell the truth or at least don't lie. Yeah. Right? Along yep. the same yep. thing there. Uh, but that ties into, I was thinking, when I interviewed Carla Rossi, one mm -hmm. of the things I really was curious about was uh, you talk about the three T's, trauma, yep. thoughts, and toxins. toxins, right? Uh, but how does the thoughts for you and your world, right? Mm -hmm. Like the stress, yep. the psychological and the emotional health yep. of your of your patients, for you, your family, whatever else it might be. Yep. What does that outlook been? Like on a professional level, have you explored that a lot? Oh, I mean, of course you have, right? It's but probably, in women, it's the number one thing that makes them sick. Okay. By far. Because just like if I physically attack you, a mental thought creates the same physiological reaction. Right. And so therefore it can lead to high cholesterol, infertility, bad hormones, DCM Sam. Yep. And, um, and the nice thing about how men and women are different no matter what our political parties say mm -hmm. men and women are dramatically different and there's only two sexes men and women right. and stuff of like that because once again and i was actually to run on another topic that's going to make some people mad is i was so disgusted the other day because i saw my first lab that had transgender values and it's so disgusting because allowing men to have women hormone levels and women to have men hormone levels and by nature if you just move up the sheet they show you the healthy ranges and they're on the sheet down below they're allowing levels that would make that opposite sex sick. Sure. And because of the stupidity of people today, and I was just saying one party, I will never accept that as normal because those people will be, end up in a very bad, disgusting, unhealthy way. And, um, and here's what happens. If I look at some of the levels they had on those, a woman by nature um, deals with more worry than a guy does. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, that's why I said it's very important for us to protect the mental state of a woman because it can make them physically sick. For sure. And uh, um, men, it's a little different. Men, when we stress out, we have some negative changes, but not even one fraction as a woman. And top of it, mental stress will actually make a man strong when it comes to his testosterone. Sure. If I attack you, you're mentally stressed out, but your testosterone goes up. Yep. You attack a woman, actually her progesterone and everything depletes and that will make her very sick. Hmm. So I've always said if I, and I said, just understanding the body and human body, how it works. I'm like, women are not meant to handle stress that men do. Mm -hmm. And the women that do just become very sick. Sure. So sure. It's, a, it's a big, it's a big, once again, someone has never proven me wrong on that, but that alone makes a lot of women, especially feminists mad. Right. It's like, okay. And you're getting mad and now you're getting, now you're getting sick by being mad. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be overweight, upset, grumpy. I say, it's just like watching the view. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't watch yeah. the view. Right, a bunch of angry, sick, fat women. Yeah, and we and we may touch back on that again. I do mm -hmm. have some further questions on thoughts and the psychology side of things too. But yep. even diving back into the forks in the road, yep. I get the impression now you have no problem. Like you see a fork in the road, hey, I'm gonna ruffle some feathers. I've been doing this for thirty years. Let's go right now. Yeah, it wasn't always that way, right? No, no. And at, and at first, like I said, once again, um, by first, everybody wants to get along. Yeah. I was the same way. And it, ca it caused me nothing, it's gonna sound funny, it caused me nothing but problems. Yeah. 
It really did because you tried to say it gently to people, but then they didn't understand it. And then all of a sudden you just get fed up with them. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it's like, so now I just tell everybody, teach all my young docs, teach my daughters, teach everything. Say, listen, just say the truth and guess what happens? You know, how they deal with it, it has nothing to do with you, mm -hmm. nothing. And, and so now, yes, is it easier now? Yeah, but, but here's what happens, we have to remember. You're going to lose relationships when you are like that. Right. Because the only people that can get along with everybody is people that lie. Sure. This lie. Right. Do you see him? That's why if you notice, or, or what you'll do, you'll just hold everything who you are in the inside and one day you're just gonna explode anyways. Yeah. And stuff, and then they'll be like, what happened? I'm like, well, you've been bottled up for so long. Right. So that's why if you notice, and let's go back to Jordan Peterson, um, I do agree with this, is, and I've seen it, and I saw this even being in the healthcare field. They're trying to suppress men um, to not act like men. Mm -hmm. I, I, I literally, I literally teach my son, my future son-in-law, that guess what happens? He should have a huge massive sexual desire. Just don't touch my daughter till you're married. Sure. I want you to look at her boobies, I want you to look at her butt every single day. That's called being a man, you're right. married. Right. Do you understand? It's like, and that's what we do. But, and you talk like that in public today, like, oh, it's gross, disgusting, sorry, it's not. That's a man, ladies, and once again, well, he, no, but a man will control it. Right. Do you understand? An immature man will not. That's sure. the difference and stuff. So, sure. but that's where men like us have to train up the young guys. Yeah. And some of that. And um, then you get a, then ladies are attracted to a strong, good, you know, high value guy. Right. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, he talks a lot about that, right? Is, yep. is taking responsibility yep. and again leaning in on who you are as a man, yep. right? Yep. And, and talks about being a monster within a garden, right? Or have the skills to be able to defend yourself yep. and not even have to, or whatever it might be, right? Yep. Uh, instead of again this this movement towards a weaker male or this more yep. feminist style. Well, and, and biologically, right? it doesn't even make any sense because testosterone is a very aggressive hormone. Right. And that's why if you actually even give synthetic testosterone, it gets too high. Look at look at the look at the side effects: aggression and murder. Right. Murder. Do you understand? And that's why, if you ever noticed, they used to castrate. They used to use Lupron, which are now giving transgender people to wipe out their hormone levels. They used to give that to pedophiles. Hmm. See, it's really funny, and like, and that's why when they're giving these women testosterone shots, their body's not meant to handle that much, and so therefore, guess what? Mm -hmm. They're causing me aggressive, aggressive, and really bad get male characteristics, and it can be bad. Sure. So yeah, it's, it's quite quite scary. Yeah, and you talked about you can lose relationships over telling the truth, right? Yes, Have you felt always. like more on a professional level or on a, a personal, personal level? level? Both. Really? Really, there's no difference. I don't, I don't see, this is where I differ. Everything's personal. There okay. is no professional business. Sure. See, the only time that people say it's, it's business, not personal, it's because when they're sitting on top of it, they can control it. Yeah. Because if, if I were to fire somebody as a worker, it's personal. Sure. And to me, it's personal. Right. Because you're trying to live life with them, trying to build something great together. And, um, and yes, I can sit there and go, well, it's just business. I gotta, I gotta save some money. It's personal to everybody. Sure. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I disagree with the business world a lot. Yeah. Um, even the way I run this company and stuff. And I think that's why I've also been a success um, to where other companies, even in network healthcare, have not been. Right, right. Or I guess part of the, the my question of personal versus business mm -hmm. is more like close to you versus removed from you. Mm -hmm. Like as far as your own tightness circle, I'm picturing telling a friend a hard truth or yep. a wife a hard yep. truth or a child is initially you're probably gonna get that defensive response. Always. But in time, I think the closer the person is to you, the more likely that person will eventually come around to you and say, hey, you know what, you were actually right. If, if you are if you're, have some time together. Yeah. Because you're gonna find out that the closer people are to you without very strong boundaries, mm -hmm. um, they're the people that will expect that from you the least. Okay. But if that's you as nature, if that, but you start becoming that person, they know, it's really funny. If you know somebody that's passive compared to somebody that's more co conflicting, just by nature, people are not gonna mess with the conflicting person. Yeah. 
because they know they're not going to get away with shit. Right. See, it's always, remember, it is true. The nice guy always loses. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and, and girls, I understand it. What happens is you want to marry the guy, but you want to sleep with the bad boy. Sure. Because it's a little bit more exciting. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it's the whole thing. It's like, so guys, guess what? You can be a very, once again, you can be a warrior. The old saying is, it's better be a warrior in the garden than the gardener in a war. Right. And so happens this. You internally, you better be that good, aggressive, ready to tell the truth kind of person. But you're also gentle when you need to be. I have four daughters. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, so guess what happens? You know, you try to hurt them in any way. Guess what? You're going to get the warrior. Do you know what I'm saying? But the idea is this. You're also going to get the father who actually can sit there and cuddle with him you know, every single night and have no problem with that and watch girly movies and watch Hallmark movies and things like that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and actually teach them that a good man's going to kind of protect them. And then, you know, just kind of build a good life for them that way. But, but also know that if they need direction, Daddy's the one that's going to correct them that way. And for stuff. Sure. So it's like, um, yeah, so the closer that you are, the stronger bonds you got to have with people. Yeah, for sure, right? Mm-hmm. No, I had a thought even with even to expand upon that, and it, mm-hmm. I'll see if it comes back to me mm-hmm. as we as we progress here. But when you started this practice, mm-hmm. you started off initially as a chiropractic care, or did you have it? No, same concepts. Same concepts. Yeah, okay. because remember the concept that came out going, listen, there's stressors that make people um, sick yeah. and drunk. Here, let me give you a simple example. If I put a sliver in your finger, there's an inflammatory response. Now it's small. And it can even create problems even with your finger get gangrenous if it was never removed, mm-hmm. okay? But what happens is, so there can be an, a physical irritation that can cause your body to go into fight or flight. Well, that's why being, being a chiropractor where we kind of got pigeonholed, um, we are known with joints and adjust them because they can cause physical stressors. Mm-hmm. Now, they can cause a physical stressor just to an individual joint, but if there is trauma to certain areas of the body, it can affect certain systems that even affect organs. Mm-hmm. And by removing those, that's why you've heard, well, I got adjusted, my stomach problem got better. Well, that's only true if that stress is coming from that physical trauma. But a lot of them are coming from toxic things. Sure. So therefore, that can damage your stomach. Or, a lot of me, or you can even have mental stress and destroy your stomach. So the job of us is to dig deep for those stressors. That is actually really based on the chiropractic principles a long time ago, but it, they lost that in chiropractic practice because everything was based on insurance. Right. And they'll pay them to do what? pounce on their spine for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then they've lost some of that. So I always went back to go, listen, you may have a stomach problem. It could be a trauma. It could be your toxic, what you're eating, or it could be a mental stress. It's my job to figure out which is the major stress stress leading to your healthcare problem. Cause then just like this, the stress of us going outside in our boxers was, I'm hoping that I'm smart enough to say, Hey, let's get back inside. Yeah. And then our body goes ah, back to normal. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's a trauma, Hey, let me adjust you. It's a toxin. Stop eating that. Or if it's stress. Okay. Come here. What's really going on? You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then the body goes back to what? To normal, right? See, that's, it's just basic physiology. And see, I can speak at any healthcare professional, any medical school, any naturopath school, any cover school, any uh, nursing school, which I've done all these before. And they go, that's just basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, health is basic. Managing disease and trying to fire department the whole process of cutting out or drug it doesn't, there's, do you understand a drug by nature is a toxin? Sure. That's why you can get sick from taking something that's trying to help you. See, so it just, it's a system that will never win. Right, right. But they've won because they've actually tried to, they create insurances and built around. They created you to think that the minute you get born, you have to have silver nitrate drops in your eyes, which are toxins. You have to get vaccines, which are even more toxic, most toxic thing on the planet. Um, two biggest medical things that has caused more illness than ever in history was vaccines and statin drugs. Hmm. Those two things are, there is no benefit to them ever whatsoever. Sure. So, sure. yeah, but makes really sick people. So then they end up coming to see us. Right. Right. So you said same core principles mm-hmm. when you started it. Mm-hmm. And now you've got, like you said, an international brand, yep. a ton of 
people doctor. that are working underneath you, doctors, yep. Yep. whatever else. Did you have that vision from the start? Is no. it organic growth and like, holy moly, nope. how are we here kind of thing? Or what? No, no. What happened is this. I know it sounds, telling you the truth, I wanted to be known for something. Okay. Because remember that chip on my shoulder? Right. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to prove right wrong and everybody's going to know my name. Now, I, now I'd punch myself in the face uh, <laughs> being 48 years old thinking that way. Um, because what really got me to be a big company is when I realized that in order to be successful in anything in life, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tick off some of the single people around here. If you're a single mom or dad, individually you can be great, but you're not as good as a, as a mom and dad together. Yeah. You need other people. Right. To succeed in anything, you need other people. Travis right now is not only the fact that you get a professional like him, you're saying, I can't do this without him. Yeah. You're saying, and he can't do this without me. And, and, and if I look at him as the CEO of a national international company and go, I need you just as much as you need me, mm -hmm. it's all personal. There is no, Travis, it's business. Right. No, actually I look at it going, and I don't want to live without Travis. I don't want to live without all the other people, the hundreds of people that are here. Right. And so, but, so I never, that's why I believe it or not, I got rid of my name off everything a long time ago. We were not always called the wellness way. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I so needed other people to accomplish anything I want to do in life. And by nature, people want to be part of something, especially if it's part of something good. Mm -hmm. And so I just started to go, okay, listen. Um, and that, that changed even how I ran um, the company, how I looked at individuals, how I looked at people that way. And um, it made me start to invest in them, not the way they're around. It's not a privilege to come work at the Wellness Way. Actually, I'm, I'm, it's, my, it's a privilege that you come and work here with me mm -hmm. and some of that. So it's like, so then when they come here, it doesn't matter if you sweep the floors. Doesn't matter if you are a doc. Doesn't matter what it is that way. Doesn't matter if you work at the front. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if no one sees what you do. You're so vitally important because we need all those things to, to work together. And that was a big turning point for me. And yeah. started to realize going. And I said, listen, you know something? It's more about an idea because an idea can continue. Right. An idea can be shared. An individual. That's why I tell people. And I love this guy. I do love this guy. Okay. Tony Robbins. I think everybody knows who Tony Robbins mm -hmm. is. Tony Robbins Inc. is going to die when he dies. Sure. Because everything is based on what? On him, yeah. His hand and drunk. And I went to, uh, Tony Robbins affected my life when I was a teenager. So I'm a, I'm a fan of Tony Robbins. But you see my words? I'm a fan of Tony Robbins. Once his organization's gone, I'm like, Tony's gone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back. I don't care how good their speakers are, things like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. And, um, and I'm talking to Tony Robbins. I'm telling you right now, he's fantastic in every single way. But see, I, I'm like, no, the idea that I shared with you, like I said, any doctor, any practitioner, anything they could do it to the point where it actually even maybe helped me create my own school. Hmm. And um, it's kind of cool. And remember, did I think this was going to happen? No. I'm like, I'm just going to be a great doc. People are going to travel from all over the world to come see me, which did happen. Right. Which really did happen. And, um, but then I was like, oh my goodness, there's only so much time in a day. And there's no way that I'm going to be able to affect that many people if it's about me. Yeah. I mean, my supplements used to have my name on them. Sure. That's how stupid I was. See, I'm telling you right now, that's how dumb I was. Right. I wish some older, good businessman would have came to me and said, dude, never going to happen. Yeah. You know, Sam? You see, I didn't have that, especially because I trailblazed this kind of healthcare. And so therefore, guess what happened? I was like, I didn't have maybe that could, that could, that could lead on. Yeah, right. So the, the, the changes where you've seen your large mm -hmm. growth, right, is more of a philosophical Always. change versus a tactical Always. Change. It's always a different level, of, different way of thinking. Yeah. Always. Any, remember... If you can't figure out a problem, 
just bringing another person who thinks like you into the situation. That's like, the, can't, the oncologist said, I need this. You go to the next one, oncologist, same thinking. They say, I need this. Third one, they, they, all three experts say the same thing. Yeah, they all think the same way. They all think the same way. That's why you hear you gotta think out of the box. It's like, no, you don't. Just get rid of the dumb box and go to another box. Right. It's right. a different way of thinking, you know what I'm saying? And so that's why I tell people, that's, it's, it's always been a first, a philosophical idea change that actually did it. And I looked at everybody I was doing, and I looked at how things were, and I, uh, and I even know how I even run my personal life as far as my girls. I looked and I go, you know, if you know, we were to just give an example, if Hilton Hotels, mm-hmm. we all know the Hilton Hotels, okay? I stay at them a lot. I'm actually even a member there. And guess what happens? If I were to say Paris Hilton is going to watch your young kids, what would you be like? I don't know. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. But look at their family's success. Well, how do you deem success? Sure. If it's just work. That's fine. So I've seen business people that were ultra wealthy. And guess what happens? And their kids were a mess. Right. Now, maybe people want to be that way. I just say don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. Right. But I just didn't do that. My right. girls are amazing. You know what I'm saying? And um, because you know why? I look at going, okay, how can I still have a high level? People say, well, they're a doc, then you can't hit a certain level. Sure you can. It's just how you want to run your life. Right. And so, it would, so that was just a philosophical change. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I still want to be able to do certain things so I can now invest in my girls to make them you know, great in- individuals and stuff so they don't vote for Joe Biden one day mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know. <laughs> no, that's yeah. one of the things I'm even working through right now or over the last four or five years, I'll yep. say. Again, young enough where I'm still trying to figure out what is success, what's the meaning of life, all that kind yep. of stuff. And I don't know that ever goes away, right? But study a lot of successful people, yep. read a lot of successful yep. biographies, and you think, man, look at these elite, elite performers, right? Yep. And if you really get into the backside of what their story is, a lot of times there is a lot of chaos and mess there. And you're like, is that what you actually want, right? Mm-hmm. But then I also like, wait a minute, is that somebody being weak-minded, giving yourself an excuse to not go for the... Remember, everything in, everything in life is an uphill battle. Sure. See, that's, I, I even, I can honestly tell you when I proposed to my wife, I proposed to her up in Ironmont, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. And, and I said to her, I said, being married to me will be the most difficult things in life because I will never comply. I'll never go along because I believe everybody had it wrong. And I knew that from the start. Hmm. And anything, you know, at first they mock you, you know, and then they listen to you and then they praise you. Sure. Do you say I'm, um, that's why I kind of make poke fun at some of the things that people say. I'll be like, I said, at least I'm not the real doctor, but I get the results that the real doctor can ever get. Yeah. You say I'm, and see, so that's why I see, I just don't, that's why I don't care about labels. You can call me just Patrick and I'm still gonna help you get pregnant, which all your experts are not going to. Right. I'm gonna help you reverse your chronic illness that all your doctors that sit there and try to put out the plaque. Somebody try to look and find a plaque of mine. Yeah. And I have a great education, but I don't care about my degrees. That's why I don't even talk about them. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you call me doctor, I don't care what you call me. Sure. Yeah, I get, no joke, you would never even have to know me. If I can guide you, you're gonna get better. Right. And see, so that's what happens. So, but that, that constant, um, that con- there's never not pushback, you know, because people want you, even the government wants you to comply with what they believe is a norm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like this, it's, um, if you do study history, because I'm a big history buff, and um, if you look at how even our educational system became what it was, it wasn't because of how we did things, because the Amish still do some of the old ways we did before the Rockefellers bought into the school systems, and that's what they did. Sure. They needed slave workers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. since slavery was illegal, they traded the educational system to go find a good job go you know, buy a house in the American dream. The American dream is just modern day slavery. Sure. For everybody. Because you know why? Go here, go make that one guy rich while you do a lot of the labor. Mm-hmm. 
Do you understand? Before 1910, Rockefeller got involved in it, guess what happened? Most people are entrepreneurs. Right. Because we didn't have industrial stuff that we did now. It was in the late 1800s when that really started. Yeah. So, right. yeah. But that's like history you talk about studying that way. It's like, so I try to expand people's mind going, listen, you may come and work here, but if you think you're to come and work here and just get a 3% every raise every single year to actually become my working slave, and that's why I tell people, that's not what you do. Mm-hmm. God teach you to be an entrepreneur. Sure. And stuff. So you're not dependent on that. So, see, once again, I run my company very differently that way. Right, right. No, I can appreciate that even from a management level. I've, I haven't been in those roles, right? But I've, I've talked a lot about treating, like if you are, like you're in, your, you're in that position, treating your employees or people that you're working with as, as I don't, I'm curious to get your take on this, treating them as volunteers. Like if you've got somebody to come and help you out on a Saturday to help pour your concrete pad, right? Yep. Uh, you're going to be giving them pizza. You're so thankful. Mm-hmm. You just appreciate the heck out of them. You truly, truly feel that versus, hey, you owe me this or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But it sounds like you take that to another level and challenge them to be growing within your... Well, they have to grow individually. Yeah. Because I'll push you to grow individually. Because everybody here, everybody listening right now, I got a simple question for you. Do you feel that you're living up to your potential? And I guarantee nobody's going to say yes. Yeah. Do you say them? And, um, and then I'll ask you another question. Um, do you want to make more money? And everybody says yes. And we have to get over this stupid thing that churches and people have beaten in people's heads is that money's not important. Do you understand people say money's not the most important things? Money affects every important thing in your life. Sure. Everything important. So don't tell me money's not the most important things because it's really funny if you look at the number one reason for a divorce is what? Financial. Financials. Yeah. Do you see them? Yeah. So we gotta get people over that. But then second of all, once again, we have to train people to think differently about money. Don't exchange time for money. There's only so much time in a day. There is so much time in a day. Because what happens to this is, and that's why people that work per hour, without having a greater growth than that, once again, will be trained to stay in a job and have good benefits and put money in retirement, which just makes rich people, believe it or not, that mindset makes me richer. Yeah. And I won't let people do that because I know people's potential is much greater than that. Right. And, um, and so I've created a way here allow people to go beyond that mm-hmm. and it's been very exciting that's why i have employees that have been with you for 19 20 years right and stuff like that because i'm investing into them you can never go wrong when you invest in other people people don't realize in order to have any business succeed you need other people apple regardless of technology needs people microsoft regardless of that, needs people right you know and so therefore and that's why i kind of laugh when it's not about the people that are there and you're wrong. And not every people, not every person will stay with you. Sure. Because um, I push them to grow personally, which now makes them better professionally. Right. But a lot of people have been programmed by their mom, their dad, and their schools and some of that, that they're supposed to be a certain way that way, and you try to expand their mind, it really, they'll really get darn right angry. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. And, and, and even to the extreme of, I like the thought of that as, as of, of, again, pushing them to expand. Yep. Mm-hmm. But really investing in them yep. on a, like, I don't care if you stay with me or go beyond, yep. like I want you to succeed as a person, whether that's within our organization or outside of our organization. Yep. We celebrate you, when that happens. Yeah. We celebrate, you know what I'm saying? Because if a person, if you invest them and they grow and they can outgrow positions that are here and they go on to do other great things, um, you didn't lose them. Right. You never lose them. Here, I want you guys to think about this. Think about something in your life um, that had made an impact on it. Do you understand? Even if they're dead, you never forget about them. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what I've always done. And that's why I still have employees that, uh, that went on to different jobs and things like that that have done wonderful things. And they always call me. They always remember, Doc, when you taught me this? Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And uh, even our doctors, even our other professionals, even managers, even things like that. Um, 
because they, they became entrepreneurs themselves, they did other things, and that was great. Because you know why? They didn't leave, they just, once again, it's like this. My daughter um, asked me this June, I'll never forget it, because she was down in Florida, and she was down helping out her future husband uh, down in the office down there. And she was down there for three weeks. And she said to me, she goes, Dad, you miss me? I said, no. And she's like, what? I said, I said no, no, no. It doesn't mean I miss you when I go to work even when you're a baby. Right. But I've invested and prepped you to move on. Yeah. Do you understand? So therefore, I'm already ready for you to leave. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect you to stay around forever. I'm not a codependent parent that lives through their kids. Right. I invested my kids and grow them, but ask Travis, I do that, Travis. I mm -hmm. do it to everybody that way. Right. And, if, and, and it once again, and then it allows people and gives them almost permission to go live the dreams that they're supposed to do. And if their dream is that, to continue to do healthcare with me, which I have a ton of people that have done, mm -hmm. we have a long, great business relationship. Right. And even, per, and, and, and even you know, help them succeed financially in everything they want to do. But if their dream is to even go beyond and even do more than I've done or more different things or a different profession that way, I'm very happy for them. Yeah. And so that just like my daughter's leaving. For sure. I think there's a sense of freedom, right? That you give your employees or, or through that whole philosophy, right? Yep. That your employees have. Yep. Uh, almost makes them want to stay more, right? Because they just feel, they don't yep. feel trapped. And then also yep. if they're going to go out beyond their organization, how frequent does it happen where they're like, hey, I appreciate that opportunity, but yep. I'm not going to come back and work with you. Does that? Yes, actually that even happened recently yeah. that way <laughs> and stuff. Because the sad part is this, um, the world doesn't have the viewpoint of that you need other people. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of flipped. It's kind of like, you should just be privileged to be standing in my presence yeah. kind of thing. And that's why they look at the CEO or the managers as like, they said, wrong. they have a certain responsibility that uh, some workers don't have. Mm -hmm. But if you still, you know, it's not a joke. If people have this concept that, so the, the cleaning people that come to the office every night, I shake their hand, I'm thankful for them. I, I give them a Christmas bonus. I try to do great things for them because you know why? The office doesn't run well, the corporate office doesn't run well, the clinics don't run well without them. Mm -hmm without them, so you need them. Right. So when you actually really need, know that you need somebody, you'll actually have a, it doesn't matter if it's a personal relationship with a family member or a husband or wife or things like that, um, or if it's actually somebody that cleans your office. You still, you still look at people very differently when you realize that you need them. And I'm sorry, I don't care how smart you are, I don't care how successful you are, you need other people. For sure, right. Mm -hmm. have, you, have you had other people either take your same approach that you've taken in the medical field and put it into other industries or? Um, yeah, of course. I've had people start their own businesses from here and things like that and, and, um, and they'll, call, they'll call back very frustrated, but, but here's one thing I understand. Um, you have to be willing to invest in people mm -hmm. with no return. Sure. With no return. Yeah. And that's very frustrating for people. That's very frustrating because they'll, you can still get screwed over Mm -hmm. You can still, because by nature, there's people that just take advantage of you and that's okay. Sure. But you know, it's really funny because I've had people call me up and say, doc, this person hurt me. It just, I just want to give up. Um, and my response is, and I usually know them, I'll say, did you marry the first girl or the first guy you ever dated? Mm -hmm. No, you didn't give up on a girl or a guy. Just found a different guy, right. find a different girl. Right. Do you understand? And so, um, so you, have to be, you have to be prepared to know that you can invest in somebody and get zero return. Sure. It's like putting money in a stock market and it drops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, you, you can't control every situation. Right. You right. Know? 
Or I'm even thinking outside of anybody that's worked with you, mm -hmm. like somebody in a total different field yep. that's just inspired through your approach yep. or your way of thinking and saying, hey, I, I've taken what you've done and yep. I've applied it to the steel industry. Yep. It's or happened many times. You, you've mm -hmm. got some yep. of that. And, yep. and, and through that, have you had people that you can kind of lean on each other? You talk about the struggles of ruffling feathers. Actually, or? the funny part is this. They still call me up and ask me for advice. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and believe it or not, I can tell you this. There's pastors out there that literally meet with me once a month and, and it's like, because all, all business is the same. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're me or a church or that, you're still in the people business. Sure. And um, and they're wrong. I have a, I had a pastor the other day, we went out for breakfast and, and of course he's got a big church and so that, and he was sharing the frustrations with me and, and he's like, and no joke, he said, man, he goes, you always give me the greatest guidance. I'm like, well, because I understand people. Sure. You know, and, 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 um, and so it's, and sometimes, remember, the greatest asset you'll ever have is people. The greatest frustration you'll ever have, people. Sure. You say, I'm, and so you just gotta be prepared for that. Yeah. We were talking about psychology earlier, and actually before we got on, Travis has mentioned that's what he's going yep. to school for yep. right now. And that's a lot of what this interest of this whole podcast is, yeah. right? Is the psychology of the individual, the psychology of you. And that's yep. why I'm asking a lot of these questions, because yep. I just get to peek behind the curtain, right? Yep. What's, what are the, some of the choices you had to make, stuff like yep. that, right? Yep. But you talk about, and I've been in sales for seven or eight years. That's my thing. I've been in real estate now for about four. And that's what it all is for me. Just the interest in people yep. and psychology yep. and the whole world. For you, have you always had that strong interest in psychology as well? I mean, you talk. No, no, okay. actually it's not. Actually, what happened is it was my own struggles and failures that led to me to come up with it that way. Okay. And I think the greatest thing I ever came up with, and I will tell you this, and every time I teach this, it affects people massively. And, um, and let me teach you something that's gonna seem a little, once again, here's gonna tick some people off, but they won't disagree with me when I finish the talk. So stay with me this whole sure. time. Yep. How many years have you been married? Should know this, six? -ish. Six, yep. okay. So here's what happens. And I want your wife to, to, to um, um, listen to the segment. Now, first I'm gonna say something that's gonna offend both you guys, but by the end I promise me, I'm gonna ask you, do you agree with me, okay? And you're gonna say yes. Sure. Um, I can predict when you and your wife will get a divorce. Okay. And people are like, like, no, we're in love, this, no, 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 no. See, and, and this goes back to sales. I can predict when a customer will leave you. I can predict when the patient will leave a doctor. I can predict uh, this, this, and this. And I say, doc, that's a pretty arrogant, bold statement. No, it's not. This is people in general. Mm -hmm. And I can predict when an employee is gonna leave. I can predict when a, um, things, and, and, and let me explain. Because if you just get this one statement, it'll change your life, okay? Here's what happens. Your wife will leave you when she can no longer see a future with you. Sure. Your customer will leave you when they no longer can see what? A future. Now, you can keep your wife forever if, she, if you can make her see a future with you. Mm -hmm. But who's, whose responsibility is that? Sure. That's on you. Thank right. you. Yeah. See, personal responsibility. Right. See, I try to show up every day that Travis and all the employees and all the people and all the patients and all the people listening to the podcast and all the people watching me that it's my responsibility to show them a great future with me. Sure. I don't walk around going, you know, it's a privilege you're interviewing me right now, you know that? Right. See the difference? Right. See, people can't see futures with people like that. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that's why, in here, that's why if you ever notice, um, I've always said, listen, as a doc, I was like, not only that I knew I had a really cool idea that could change people's lives, but then how do I show them that this is keep them healthy in future and they're on. And even through the process, if something goes wrong, they can't see a future without you. So they may be pissed off with you like crazy, but they're not leaving. Mm -hmm. That's even a relationship. You watch 
things go through horrible things and they're still stick together. I'm like, and I started to go, how? And because you see the same, a different couple go through the same exact thing and they split apart. Right. It's because you know why? Because they, no longer, they can no longer see a future with somebody or they can't see their future without them regardless of the circumstances. Sure. People always say it's circumstantial. No, it's not. There's people that have been through the same circumstances, some are gay or some are gone. Mm-hmm. And see, so it's funny. So I think the greatest thing I ever figured out was that if people can see a future with you, even if they disagree, even if they don't see everything right, even if this is, even if this is, they, the, the, the pain of not having you there is actually sometimes worse than the pain of you being there hmm. and them going through with the stuff with you. Right. And that's why if you've ever noticed, it's like, that's why a lot of people sometimes don't break up even though they go through a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that as a doc, that if I could always show that I had, they had the greatest future with me as their doc, which is true and I 100% believe that and I could show that to them, it doesn't mean as they walk through life that everything went perfect even with me. Mm-hmm but they just couldn't see me not be in their dock. Sure. And to the point when I started to back off on practice and started to change my, do- my patients to my other docs, there's people that got downright mad, begged, wanted to pay more, begged everything possibly for it to not happen. Right. I said, I'm still here. And I gave them confidence to see my other docs that way. Yeah. See, so that's what I still think is one of the greatest things I ever came up with, huh. taught on, because you know why? Because then when you get up tomorrow morning, you gotta go, I need to make sure that my wife sees a future with me. Sure. But that's not on her. Right. See, every wife now that was just pissed off when I first gave the example, now is like, teach my husband that. <laughs> right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. That, and now imagine me as CEO of a huge international company. I show up every day going, man, I, I got to show my managers. I got to show the people that um, do marketing. I got to show the people that sweep the floor. I got to show the people that, uh, that are contracted in different things to me that they can still see a future with Dr. Patrick Flynn. Mm-hmm. But that's not on them. Sure. It's on me. Sure. And has that, so you've applied that to your business, that you, you need your- Applied every year of my life. Yeah, right. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter if it's a friend, doesn't mean it matter if it's a child, doesn't matter what it is. Right. So that's an awesome principle. I appreciate you breaking that yeah. down. So thinking about that, and you were talking about uh, the, the principles of how you treat your employees, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff yep. like that. Did anybody help you with this? Nope. Or was this all stuff that you just came upon through struggles of your own? Struggles. Or? No one sure. ever taught me. Now I teach everybody it. Yeah. And now they have much faster success than I did. Yeah. Have you had anybody that... Uh, nope. Nobody mentors me. Nobody's mentors you through this. It's impressive. Nope. Just nope. to... No, because nobody's the same. Right. You Sam? And so the general principle I teach to my docs and to my crew and to my business people that way, it's actually things that, um, that apply to everybody. Um, heck, I had spent more time that people that I knew or were mentoring me told me something I couldn't do it. I'm like... Okay, it's your opinion, right? But everybody has different opinions, and so I just uh, and so then I realized that I had to do it my way yeah. and stuff. But then to do it my way didn't mean I didn't create some core principles that really resonate with everybody. And that's why I said so. I train everybody on the fact that going and even if even if you're a new doc, remember the reason why a patient's going to leave you is if they. Why do you think? Why do you think that all the people left their expert medical doctors and came here? Because you gave them better answers, right? Yeah, well, yeah. no. They, that, they, they were already with the expert. They were already with the real doctor. Sure. Because they couldn't see the future, the plan that they had for them going forward. Right. That's it. You see them? And then they, then they go to something different. Mm-hmm. See, and that's where, that's where you, you watch this. This happened the other day. One doc's called up frustrated. And he's like, you know something? I had a friend. 
that had died of thyroid cancer at 51, and I'm 48 and he's also 48. And people hold on to something so badly that they even die a young age. My doctor told me this. Yeah, and your doctor led you to death at 51 years old. Yeah. And we could have probably done something that kept him alive. Right. And changed his whole life. See, that's the power of it that way. Mm -hmm. And so I realize, I realize, and see what they've done, and that's why they program kids and they, they program people about the medical field. They program you, program it, thinking that that's, the, that's your only way that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know what's really funny? I knew my whole life and still, and even my daughter who's following my footsteps will always be a person's secondary choice. So I don't sit there, my, people call me up and say, can you call my dad, he's suffering so bad? Nope, nope. If he's suffering bad and still sitting with the same doctors, there's nothing I'm gonna do that are gonna change his mind. Right. And people only change during high pain. Yeah. Nobody's inspired to change. For sure. You saying? And for the one person that's gonna listen to this podcast and say they're inspired, there's always some painful point that really changes them. Mm-hmm. You sure. saying? So I have a couple closing questions mm -hmm. that I want to ask. Yeah. But first, is there something we should do as far as a breakdown? I'm just thinking we should yeah. for the general listener because yep. I've been talking about a lot of tangential things and how did you do this and whatever else. Yep. But just for like the wellness way approach, right? Yeah. Can you break that down of like if somebody was to yeah. see you, see your yep. Green Bay office, an affiliate, whatever it might be, yep. what might they expect? What would they be digging into? Well, simple. So let's do this. Let's just give somebody like I just, you know, when you came in here, you saw me answering, and I'm very big on time. Right. I think I believe, I believe one of the keys to success is great time management. Sure. Because it's one thing that we all have an even playing field. Yep. So I just don't even want to waste a minute, okay? Yep. Um, but when you think of this way is this, is a person comes in and this woman actually had some hormonal issues, all right? And she's suffering pretty badly. Well, there's going to be a certain thought process that my doctor would go saying, okay, listen, if she's dealing with menopausal symptoms, which once again, we'll first teach them that there's no such thing. Menopause is a natural stage of life. So if she's going through symptoms in the age of menopause, her hormones or levels are too high or too low. So I wanna get, get a picture of them and I wanna see where they're at. And then I'm gonna sit there and go, okay, why is the body responding this way? Why is it, is she deficient in something that she can't produce her hormones? Does she have mental stress that actually, actually direct her hormones a different way and depleting them? Is she, does she have some inflammatory trauma? Does she have, is she eating a toxin that way? So then we'll not only get a snapshot of what's going on with that specific uh, system or body, but then we'll think, figure out all the stressors that throw it off. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's a GI system, doesn't matter if it's the brain, doesn't matter if it's the heart. What happens is we'll hone in on that direct system and then see all the things that are, are, are affecting it and then start to work backwards and see where all those stressors are coming from as we start to remove them. The body genetically goes back to what? To normal. See? Right. And it doesn't matter what system the body is. Yeah. And that's the, the and, and we'll do it by great labs. We'll do it by other uh, diagnostic tools that help us hone into it that way. And it's really funny. And people say, can my medical doctor do this? Yes, they can. But they'll never do it or achieve the same thing because they have to give up their whole thinking to understand the body's not a broken down machine. Mm -hmm. And so what labs they run and how they look at it and what they do, because they're looking for a fire they're not looking for the blueprint and how to rebuild the house. Sure. And that's the great part about it. And that's why, that's why people say, well, can I have my doc do this? Um, no, no more than you let me do surgery on you. Right. Um, and therefore, because they have to give up everything they thought and believed to be able to do this. And that's why the medical people that come here, they actually, they got sick of the medical field. They got sick of the profession they're in. All my nurses and all my other medical people that way, all NPs and all things like that, they go, I'm just a pill pusher. These people are getting sicker. They're upset and we can't do anything more. Right. I'm like, well, cool. And that's why it came from there. So mm -hmm. it's, just a, it's just a very simple clinical approach 
that makes a lot of sense to people and then we start to dig and everybody's stressors are different. Right. Even with the same condition, their stressors are still different. Yeah, for sure. And again, one of the big things you talk about, right, is we don't guess, we test. Yep. Right. And, and you've got affiliates all over the yep. country, right? Yep. All over the world too. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. We're now branched in Europe and, we, and if there wouldn't have been a pandemic, we'd have been in other countries that way. Sure. But, um, but over the next, you know, couple of years, we'll expand even more to other countries and everything. So, because right. you know why? When I do go and speak, which I, my speaking, I, I stopped speaking unless I was doing just a couple of events um, in June, June 10th, I stopped speaking for at least a year. And I, but before that, I was in Ireland and England that way. And it doesn't matter what country I go to, do you know what is very common between all the countries? Mm. People are sicker, there's more disease, because that system has perpetuated everywhere for the purposes of money and corruption and not people's health. And that's why industrialized countries are so sick. Mm -hmm. Do you understand, you have a better chance of delivering a healthy baby in the cane field to India than you do in the hospital in the United States. Sure. Statistically. Hmm. Because they look at a woman that's pregnant as a disease. Right. So, and that's why women are so scared during pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, all my four babies are born at home. Yeah. Which they think were weird. That was normal 100 years ago. And infant mortality was a lot less. Sure. So, yeah. Hmm. No, so the, the, the few questions I do have mm -hmm. outside of that is yeah. one of them I even mentioned before we hopped on eventually that. So where I'm at up in the UP, yep. uh, saunas, and I yep. even pronounce it funny, right? Sauna yep. versus sauna. It's a huge part of our culture, a huge yep. part of our background. And we, we'd all told, and we're all like, hey, this is very good for your health, your yep. wellness, whatever else. And obviously it's just one small picture, but do you have a lot of experience with that on, yeah. a, on a research house. level? And, and yeah. what's, well, what? you gotta remember, for, um, if you ever look at the body as it actually, um, let's even make it a little simpler, all right? I always laugh about this because as a young mom, I'll come to me and say, oh my goodness, my child has a fever. I said, let me ask you a question. Did you ever wash your dishes in cold or hot water? They say hot, they say why, to kill germs. Well, your body naturally brings up a fever for the purposes of that, mm -hmm. all right? You can induce a fever by a sauna. You can induce a lot of things by a sauna. Um, the only thing that I do is this, is I tell guys, I'll say, listen, especially if you're in a fertile realm, do me a favor, get in a sauna, do it on a regular basis, but here's what happens, this. We need the extremes in both. We need extreme hot, we need extreme cold. Sure. But here's what happens. People do not realize this, is sperm is destroyed by heat. Okay. Okay. So I tell people, jump in the sauna, but put an ice pack on your sack when you do it. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. And um, it's why it's why our body don't people don't realize this. Do you know what the purpose of a testicle sack is? To keep because your body at ninety eight point six or ninety eight point four or ninety eight point eight, your testicles can't be that warm. Sure. Your sperm can't be warm. That's why it moves away from our body. Do you yeah. understand? And then if it gets too cold, what does the what does it do? It gets closer to your body, yeah. you see him? So therefore, our body, we're not supposed to have it above that certain temperature. So I tell guys, I say, get in the sauna. So good for your body in every way, but put an ice ball, put an ice pack on your sack when you do it. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. The, uh, and then the other one too, I talked about the, what the birth of this podcast is, yep. is for my passion for mule deer hunting. Yep. And reading your book, you said, we talked about you as a young kid, right? Yep. And, and you said that you weren't paying attention to your school project. You were drawing yourself yep. out hunting, right? Yep. Uh, and, and I'm thinking about that's still a part of your world, right? Yep. He's very Love hunt. Tons of last weekend. Sure. Uh, and, 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 but how that applies to this for me is like mm -hmm. that whole mental stress side of things. Is mm -hmm. that for you a break to get away? Uh, um, no, you're going to find this. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna laugh about this. Um, because I think differently. Um, I don't ever have to get away. Sure. And the reason why I bring it this way is we're all in control of our own life. Yeah. Okay. And people say, well, doc, don't you ever want to go on vacation? And what they really mean is to get away from what's going on. I'm like, why would I want to get away from the life that I created? Yeah. So vacation to me is nothing more than do my priorities in a different location. Sure. 
Um, so, and I time manage based on, you know, so there's six things that I want to do every single day and I do them every single day. And when I go on vacation, I just do them in a different location. And it could be Hawaii, it could be Florida, it could be anywhere, uh, it could be Europe. Um, but then here's what happens this. Um, I look at hunting as just another thing in my life that I enjoy that I want in there. Mm-hmm. Not only hunt six days, li- wait, uh, uh, six days a, a week or six days a year. Sure. Um, so it's just something I put in that I love to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not running away from anything. Sure. Do you see? Because I look at it this way. I look at, man, I mean this sincerely, guys. You got one life. If you're sitting there in a job that you hate, you chose to be there. No, I got to support my family. You're still choosing because with technology today and things that you can do, you have the ability to be able to do anything you really want, especially today, right. especially today and stuff like that. And so build the life that you want. So I use hunting as just another wonderful thing that I like to do. And by still accomplish my other six things sure. um, when I'm in that process. So uh, I just, and I'm, the only reason why I don't hunt more is because there's only so much time in the day. Sure. And the way my life is, um, as far as the things I want in there, having such a big company, which I wanted, um, there's only so much time that you can do certain things. So mm-hmm. I've just time managed with six days into my year. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I have one last question. Yeah. Unless you have anything else that we should have covered. Uh, some of these principles that you broken down, mm-hmm. you said you've arrived upon them yourself, right? You didn't have yep. anybody else leading you to them. Yep. Do you have any insightful things that you apply to your personal life that are outside of the wellness way, outside of these core principles, outside of anything you've ever talked about that you apply that you could, even for me or for somebody listening? Uh, I yeah, think, uh, I think it touched on it right there because I think the key to anybody's success still comes down to one thing, okay, is actually time management. Sure. And because that's the, play, that's the even playing field that we all do have. I believe that men should at least sleep eight hours a day, women to eight to 10. Um, so women have a little bit more of a disadvantage because their body needs more sleep than a man's. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, I want you to think about this. Even if here, there's six things that I, I accomplish every single day, I call my priorities. Mm-hmm. Nobody chooses those priorities but me. Nobody. Right. Okay, my six things are God, myself, my wife, my kids, the wellness way in golf. Sure. You know, I do those every single day, hmm. no matter where I am. Right. And so then when I, and here's what I want you to think about, is with those things, if you work on those every day, what happens six months from now with those things? they get better. Yeah. See, whatever you focus on the most, you'll actually always improve. And improving doesn't mean there's always, it's always fun. Mm-hmm. You say, but the idea is this, they still get better. So what I did, I said, listen, I want those six things in my life. And so therefore, I look and go, all right, if I sleep eight hours, that gives me 16 hours. If I work eight hours, it's, or I work 10 hours, now guess what? I have six hours left to work on the rest of the things and vice versa. And so that's when people tell me they don't have time. Mm-hmm. We all have the same time. Right. And that's why it's kind of interesting. And you'll find out here, I mean this sincerely. Um, obviously, we're in Green Bay right now. Mm-hmm. People always, whenever I travel, say, are you a Packer fan? I say, I say listen, I am a Packer, Milwaukee Buck, um, Milwaukee Brewers, um, Wisconsin Badger fan, and I'll never, ever watch a game. Sure. Because, I mean this sincerely, if you sit and watch a Packer game for three hours, what benefit to your life does it have for you? Right. Not one. Right. So don't tell me you don't have enough time. People waste time. I'm sorry. If you're a man especially and you want to accomplish something in life, what are you doing watching TV? Mm-hmm. All you're doing is making the people rich on the TV that you're watching. Sure. And so therefore, guess what happens? You just waste time. I just won't. I was scheduled you at 2 o'clock. I worked on those things. Barely even gave you attention until 1.59. Mm-hmm. Because those people that I committed to till 2 o'clock and then at 2 o'clock came around, You've had my full attention, my full everything that way. Right. Because that's why I say I'm very scheduled 
my choice. Nobody else's choice, my choice, what I do. Mm-hmm. So even though you were in the room, I was chatting with you, but I was also answering the people that need me, and I was scheduled till two o'clock to do it. For sure. Until 159, what I do? Yeah, and, then you and you may have came in and thought, man, you're kind of being an asshole, you're not really talking to me, stuff like that. No, 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 I'm not gonna waste my time, not to, because I'm scheduled mm-hmm. with you from two till we get done, right. and I'm gonna give you my heart and soul during the time, just like when you're home. I'm gonna give my child my heart and soul when I'm there, and I time manage very well. And that's why I can accomplish way more than everybody does. You're gonna find out that most people waste more time in a week. And what they, the, well, Doc can't change career. You wasted 20 hours a week watching TV. Mm-hmm. If you watch TV on Saturday and Sunday, I don't care what it is, and all the Hallmark channels and all the Christmas movies of this, and you're a man who has accomplished something, you need to, you need to reflect a little bit. Sure. So, sure. yeah, that's just my personal beliefs and some of that. Yeah. But you want some of this? But if you're sitting around believing you're, you've already lived up to your potential, don't listen to what I say. Yeah. But if you believe you haven't lived to your potential, maybe you should listen to what I say and get rid. Best thing a man can do is get rid of his TV. Sure. Sure. It's a waste of time. Well, I appreciate it, yeah, Dr. Flynn. Thanks for breaking all this down. You betcha. Letting me throw some questions at you. Yeah, I betcha. It was fun. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Being an interview. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.